This is the Political Woman Podcast. Here is what is going on in politics today for Friday, June 2nd, 2023. I'm Gloria Moraga. I am a political woman. Joe Biden is going to speak to the nation tonight about guess what? <laughs> yep, the debt ceiling. The debt ceiling bill. Wow, aren't you glad that it's over? It's almost over? I am. I certainly am. The 99-page measure suspends the $31.4 trillion borrowing limit until January 2025. It cuts federal spending by $1.5 trillion over a decade, according to the Congressional Budget Office, by effectively freezing some funding that had been projected to increase next year and then limiting spending to 1% growth in 2025. This is from the New York Times. After weeks of a political impasse, and I say months, tense negotiations and mounting economic anxiety, the Senate on Thursday gave final approval to bipartisan legislation suspending the debt limit and imposing new spending caps, sending it to President Biden and ending the possibility of a calamitous government default. Still quoting from the Times, this brought to a close a political showdown that began brewing as soon as Republicans narrowly won the House in November, promising to use their new majority and the threat of a default to try to extract spending and policy concessions from Mr. Biden. <sighs> Before the Senate voted today, yesterday, there were a series of amendments, but none of them passed. But those amendments gave senators a chance to stand up on the Senate floor and pontificate. And some of them took the time to explain why they were voting one way or another. And of course, one of my favorite senators, U.S. Senator John Fetterman from Pennsylvania, Democrat, he was one of the four Democrats to vote against the debt ceiling and budget cuts package. And he wouldn't vote yes because of the changes to SNAP benefits. SNAP used to be known as food stamps. He said, I just can't vote for something that takes food away from hungry Americans. He wanted instead for President Biden to use the 14th Amendment. I have written and researched both of these issues, SNAP and food hunger. Hunger in America is disgraceful. We have hungry children in America. It is disgraceful. And it's disgraceful that this is one of the things that they used as a bargaining chip in this compromise. So, you know, I'm not all happy and happy about it, but I've also done some research on the 14th Amendment, which President Biden has hinted he might utilize in the future. 
So I will be posting those podcasts later as soon as I get a chance, as soon as there's a a lull. (laughs) So there was something that happened um, during debate and right before the Senate um, finally voted. You know, I, I first before I go on, I talked about those amendments. None of the amendments were adopted, and and here's why: if one of those amendments had been adopted, if they had passed, and they they all failed, the bill would have had to go back to the House for reconciliation to get back together. And there's no way they would have done all of this in time to uh, meet our deadlines uh, to stop us from going into default. So. I wanted to just share this little, and I shared it in a video. Lindsey Graham got up on the floor, and you know, I don't like Lindsey Graham, but in this moment, I loved him. I know that sounds odd, but just stick with me on this. It's it's something to do with bipartisanship and compromise, and me saying, oh, I don't like Lindsey Graham, but then I loved him. It's the exact same premise, right? You work with someone you don't particularly care about because you have a common goal. And the common goal in this point is our beautiful country, um, keeping our country, keeping America strong on the world stage and, and here at home as well. But Lindsey Graham got up and talked about how there was nothing in this compromise bill that guaranteed our continued support for Ukraine. And he thought that that was just a travesty. And I totally agree with him 100%. Right before the vote, my majority leader, Chuck Schumer, and minority leader, Mitch McConnell, issued a joint statement. And that statement read in part, quote, the debt ceiling deal does nothing to limit the Senate's ability to appropriate emergency supplemental funds to ensure our military capabilities are sufficient to deter China, Russia, or any of our other adversaries, and to respond to ongoing and growing national security threats, including Russia's evil ongoing war of aggression against Ukraine. Unquote. And the letter goes on to mention China, Iran, and other issues. Wow. Wow. Do I love compromise and do I love bipartisanship? And I said earlier in a video, when we work together, nothing can effing stop us. When we work together, Republicans and Democrats and liberals and conservatives, gay, straight, men, women, when we work together, we can do anything. That's the country I know. That's the country I love. So yeah, I love this Washington. And tonight, Joe Biden will speak. You know what? This is Joe Biden's win because he promised he was running for president and after he became president that he would bring compromise back to Washington, that he would work with the other side. And he has done that. He's done that in other ways, but he did this. He showed everybody that he's done this. And I'm just happy that he's our president. Uh, to the people who blab and 
blah, blah about how he's too old and how he's not strong. I was in the car the other day and I don't, I just have, you know, old radio, <laughs> AM and FM. I don't have fancy, fancy radio like my sister. And I have to listen to AM radio and FM radio. And here in California where I live, I live in Northern California. They're predominantly liberal, I mean, predominantly conservative. And you know, predominantly everywhere, the radio people are conservative. And um, there was this guy on, he used to be our sheriff. So what does he know? I mean, he was an okay sheriff, but he's really a, a right winger. And he was on talking about how Joe Biden's losing it. Joe Biden this, Joe Biden that. And it's like, shut up. What do you know? And here's what he knows. Nothing about Joe Biden. Because Joe Biden just got back from a trip overseas. And he kicked butt. And he was up and he was working. And just ask anybody. And, you know, so, yeah. Talk to Kevin McCarthy. Joe Biden's sharp. Okay, he's sharp and he's kind and he's a great president. This is from NBC in other news. Here's the, here's the headline, okay, in, in caps and in, you know, bold. China would like more American executives like Elon Musk, please. Could you just throw up? And then the story goes on to say, that this is all I'm going to read just a little bit because I can't stand him. And I know you're thinking, oh, well, Gloria, if you can't stand him, why are you talking about him? You'll see. Quote, during a whirlwind 44 hours in Beijing and Shanghai, the Tesla Twitter CEO was celebrated by the Chinese Communist Party. Wow. And then this is a quote from a, Chinese uh, writer, you know, who's definitely, you know, brainwashed. Decoupling from China means decoupling from opportunity, decoupling from the future. Even if the White House agrees with arguments for decoupling, the musks of the world will not agree. First of all, what a stupid word, decoupling. Second of all, China's using Musk to using Musk to criticize the White House. I mean, what what happened to you know being a patriot? What a scumbag! Anyway, I wanted to tell you that story so I could tell you this story. This is from the Guardian, and this is a quote. This is the stat of the day from the Guardian. 24.4% of 16 to 24-year-olds job seekers in China are unable to find work. Yeah, I'm gloating a little bit here. This is my quote. We in America are celebrating record low joblessness. Thank you, Joe. Here's the rest of the quote from The Guardian. With youth unemployment in China hitting a record high in April. The nearly 11.6 million students set to graduate in June are facing a labor market that looks increasingly hostile. A commentary in state media accused youths of being 
unwilling to engage in jobs that are lower than their expectations. But China's economy has long suffered from a mismatch between jobs available and the qualifications of job seekers. And here's the kick. Listen closely, everyone. The number of graduates majoring in sports and education increased by 20% between 2018 and 2021. But in 2021, the government banned for-profit tutoring, decimating the industry that had previously been worth $150 billion a year. That's what the communists do. They banned for-profit tutoring. So if you're a tutor, you do it for free for the state. So all of the right-wingers like DeSantis and others in Texas and in, who are taking away our rights, our right to read a book, to any book we want, our right to go to Disneyland, our right to work where we want to work and do what we want to do. That's what they're doing in China. They ban for-profit tutoring so the state can make more money and people can make less. So there you go. Biden falls. President Biden tripped and fell on stage after congratulating the graduates of the U.S. Air Force Academy on Thursday. He was immediately helped up. He's fine. There was a sandbag on stage and he tripped over the sandbag. I would have fallen over the sandbag. I fall a lot. I actually wrote a podcast once called The Fall. And then I did this another podcast that said Falling and Getting Back Up Again. I got really angry today when I saw that, that somebody made a funny video with Joe Biden falling and there was a little song to it because you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of Trump. It reminded me of Trump when he made fun of this disabled person. And I thought, how low can you go? How low can you go to make fun of somebody with a disability? And then it didn't matter. He still got elected president. And I thought, what is wrong with us? And now, you know, people are making fun of, of President Biden for falling. Well, you know, there's a whole article, and I'll include the link in uh, the description on presidents falling. And I, I mean, I laugh a little bit because it's kind of a funny article, but it talks a little bit about, um, you know, all, it documents all the presidents who've fallen and how a lot of presidents have fallen on the steps on Air Force One and how uh, Mike Pence fell on the steps of Air Force Two. So they should fix those steps. And uh, just all the things that presidents that happened to them and how we know about it because it's like a sh spotlight shining on you. But um, I was here in California when Bob Dole, I was covering Bob Dole and he thought that a banister was an actual real banister, but it was a styrofoam fake banister. And he leaned on the banister to lean over and shake people's hands and he fell. And, um, you know, think about it too. One of our greatest presidents was in a wheelchair. FDR saved us from the depression. I mean, we, we might not have survived that. We might be a whole different country. And then FDR saved us, you know, 
in World War II, the beginning of World War II, he was our leader and brought us together. So, you know, it's not that big a deal when you fall. What's a big deal is getting up and showing people how you get up and how you move on. And I really am serious about that. Hey, here's a really good one to go from the fall to this. This is from my friend, Jamie Dupree. He writes a column called Regular Order, and he's on Twitter, at Jamie Dupree. Please follow him. He's brilliant. But this was in Jamie's newsletter. Quote, can't make this up, but it really happened. Tara Reid, remember her? Who had accused Joe Biden of assaulting her went on Russian TV on Tuesday, yeah, this is just a couple of days ago, to announce that she has defected to Russia. And then Jamie says, yep, you read that right. And then he has two bullet points. One is Maria. Maria Reed was sitting next to, when she made this announcement that she's a Ruski, was sitting next to Maria Butina, a Russian agent who made numerous friends within the GOP and the National Rifle Association back before the 2016 elections and was ultimately jailed for some of her activities. Yup, Jamie writes, the same Maria Bettina is hanging out with Tara Reid, the liar. Then her, his next bullet point is GOP. It was just three weeks ago that Reed spoke to Representative Matt Gates, R. Florida, and Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, R. Georgia. They talked about having Reed testify in public. Quote, I found her to be one of the most credible witnesses, Getz said. <laughs> oh my God, you can't make this stuff up. And then JB writes, yeah, but it might be that Reed is nothing more than a Russian agent. That is politics today from Political Woman. I'm Glory Braga. I'm a political woman. Please subscribe. Please share. Please follow me on my favorite TikTok that I love so much that I have such great people that I follow there and people who follow me and we're all doing posts and videos on democracy and America and loving America. So please check us out on TikTok and on YouTube and definitely my podcast. Please subscribe. I'm Gloria Moraga. Please gear up, prepare to vote and be safe. And if you fall, just get up, get up. It might take some time like it took me the last time I fell. Thank you.